I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. And we are live. Welcome everyone to, well, (laughs) as you can tell by the title, as you can tell by the thumbnail, as you can tell by what you can see on screen if you're watching on YouTube, the No Race podcast for the 2023 Emilia Romagna Grand Prix roll intro. It's a shame. It is a shame, of course. Thank you all for coming, though. Um, we were hoping to talk about an F1 race this weekend, but I'm afraid it's off. The race is cancelled. The race will not be going ahead um, at Imola. But we've still got stuff to talk about. We've always got stuff to to talk about, haven't we? Come on. I didn't do one of these streams. Um, I missed I missed a stream. I missed a no-race stream. Anyway, and now there's another no-race stream. So it happens. Welcome, Victor, Drago, Evan, Ram, Remy, Halita, Yankee, Nedo, Quis, Jared, ZX, Sava, Cena, Chaz, Max, Ewan, Florian, Noel, Jamie, Joshua, Mr. Socko, Squanchy, that rusty one, Jonathan, Jozo, Axelgo, Finley, Jerome, Jason, Rune, Philip. Thank you to everyone who's watching live. Thank you to everyone who's listening to this after the fact. To everyone who's watching this after the fact. This is, of course, available on all goods, audio-only platforms. Bum, bum, bum. Lovely jubbly. Right. Ah, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about the fact that round six, Emilia Romagna, is cancelled. Um, I'm sure all of you knew this coming into this stream anyway, but just in case you didn't, um, as you can see from the picture in the background of the text, there has been severe flooding, not just at the track, but in the Emilia Romagna region more broadly, and um, the race has been rightfully cancelled. 
Because in a situation like this, it's just not tenable to host an event that, you know, brings so. I mean, there's, I'm not sure what the capacity is at Imola. I know it's quite, you know, quite low down in terms of full, um, when it's at capacity, it's not got, you know, three, four hundred thousand people like we get at Austin, for example, or Silverstone, but it's still, you know, a significant number of people you're asking to go to an event that is waterlogged in a region where you need emergency services to run an F1 race. Um, I did pull some pictures from local team on Twitter, which is local Italian news outlet. This is in Fienza, these images. You can't see, obviously, audio only, but um, at local team on Twitter, if you want to find the true extent of actually what's going on, um, because... Yeah, it's awful. This is fine. So this is where AlphaTauri is based. Um, this is the hometown of AlphaTauri. And Ferrari are not too far away there in the Emilia-Romagna region as well. So um, as you can see, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's pretty awful. There's a there's a river that runs right past him. I didn't even, I didn't even know that there was, to be honest, and, and, until this. Um, and I believe, I'm not sure if this is the same river, um, but as you can see, it's... Yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. So you cannot justify running an F1 race, which requires ambulances, requires helicopters, like emergency helicopters, requires fire engines, all of that. You, you cannot justify that when this is going on. It's not about whether the track is in good, because I've seen a little bit of ignorance online. People, oh, oh we, we never race in the wet anymore. It's not about that. The, the, the track itself, I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, not great in places, but even if there's no more rain between now, which isn't the case, but even if there's no more between now and Sunday, this is this does not get fixed overnight. Like, the burden this puts on the... At the end of the day, this is just... It's just cars going around in circles. And um, there's way more to, to a situation like this, you know what I mean? So, right decision was made in pretty good time ultimately the decision was uh, it was made yesterday morning it was communicated in in kind of mid-afternoon um yesterday so it's given time for teams to adjust um time for teams to you know obviously there is personnel out there um but a lot hasn't it's not got to the stage you know where we're, we're rocking up on a on a friday for practice and then we cancel it with everyone there you know what i mean so um I'm glad there was, I think it was one of them that there was pressure from like kind of local government as well. Um, I believe there was a uh, it Italian deputy prime minister or something, a title along those lines um, came out and said the race should be cancelled. Obviously with F1 and cancelling races, there's a lot of liability stuff. Um, remember Australia when it got cancelled for COVID, no one wanted to cancel it because no one wanted to be liable because no one really knew what was going on because it was the start of the pandemic. Um, but in this instance, you know, it, it's it's pretty clear that it was never going to happen and it should never happen um, when something like this is going on in the background. So um, there has actually been an appeal. Um, I'll leave this on screen if anyone does want to donate, um, you know, these are all the details that they're putting out. This has been shared by a bunch of F1 drivers. <clears throat> I've also put the IBAN code down in the description below. Um, so if anyone does want to donate and help towards um, 
helping people out who are in that part of the world then then you you're free and welcome to do so um not cancelled just delayed yeah so the, the way f1 have worded it is that the race has been i can't remember the word they they i don't think they used the word cancelled they used the word like suspended or something i think f1 have left it open to rescheduling however i i struggle to believe that's going to happen i think the the work that would be required to go into i mean the calendar's already stacked enough as it is a degree of resource has of course been unfortunately wasted going towards you know a lot of you know the support series were out there as well the support series were meant to be racing um a lot of the logistics were already on the way to him obviously monaco next week so you know to divert cargo and and all that to monaco from imola okay that's you know it could be a lot worse you know imagine if this was a grand prix that was say i don't know say this was an equivalent situation in sao paulo you know um stuff would have already been on the way that can't then go back because it's got to travel so far at least in this instance you know divert into monaco um is is a bit more manageable so yeah it's one of them i i don't expect the grand prix to come back i think we'll just get 22 rounds this year now to be honest um it just the calendar seems so stacked obviously this was meant to be the first of a triple header which obviously is not going to happen now could they squeeze it in later in the year maybe but there's so much that goes into organizing an event so much and i just think that maybe it's not worth it and and also like how long is it going to take for because <clears throat> if it is postponed or well, how long is it going to take for you know not just the waters to the flood waters to to subside but also for you know people to move back into their homes for all the damage to be i don't know it just it just feels there is a degree of kind of what's the term the kind of metrics of how it looks i guess to be you know if we were to go back to imola for a race it would have to be in at least a few months to give the region time to kind of heal from what has been like pretty pretty horrific in terms of you know people have lost their lives a lot of people have lost their houses um yeah so i'm i'm in i'm in no rush look obviously yeah would it be nice for the for the race to go ahead of course like uh later date yeah but if it doesn't it doesn't and i'm not too like attached to the idea that it needs to be later this year you know if we get 22 races we get 22 races so optics that's it that's it um jenga thank you yes optics indeed the optics would not be great but go to monza and race at imola later look i've, I've seen people saying yeah because obviously monza's not that far away Mugello's not that far away but it's not that it's really not that simple like all of the unless you are going to do which the, the thing is right people have people have booked tickets people have got accommodation you know been turned up to their airbnbs that have been cancelled because you know flood damage and all that and yeah it, it's even if f1 did a hyper like almost 2020-esque you know okay just divert to Magello. that they're already like it takes time to pack like even if you're not going to have all the med media and all the fans there 
this stuff still takes time and it will still cost a lot of money and you know Imola won't want that because they have paid to be on the calendar you know what I mean it just ultimately it ends up becoming it, it becomes more complicated than we'd like it to be but that's the reality of it you know the only real global sport sport that goes all around the world as part of its normal season you know that's not something we really see with many other sports so um yeah i i don't think we'll be racing in Imola this year which is a shame but um it is what it is there's more important things in the world and again um particularly obviously with AlphaTauri being based you know in Faenza and again if you haven't seen the images from Faenza like it's pretty awful um this is AlphaTauri's hometown um they're based just outside of Faenza I think in like an industrial estate and yeah I mean I'm sure plenty of uh plenty of AlphaTauri staff are living in Faenza and and are likely affected by all this so yeah We'll, we'll, um, it is what it is, but yeah, if you, if you want to donate to, uh, to help support, then you can, details are on screen. Um, <clears throat> right, what, um, to be honest, out, outside of this, because obviously the race isn't going ahead, there's been talk of a virtual GP, actually. Yeah. We'll see, maybe, maybe, there might be a virtual GP, we'll see. Um... Because obviously we've had this in the past when, you know, obviously during lockdown, a lot of the drivers jumped on, on the Sims. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't be surprised if there's a virtual GP this weekend. That's that's all I'll say on that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Ferrari upgrades. Yeah, a bunch of teams were planning upgrades, weren't they? I think Mercedes had some uh, some good upgrades bagged, didn't they? This is, this is where it's a bit difficult as well. Um, not racing in Imola, which is a kind of classic track but it's got you know all of the it, it's got some good straight line sections it's got good some good slows and decent medium speed corners um that would have been a really good place to you know test out these these uh these new because this wasn't a sprint weekend was it it was last last year wasn't it imola was a sprint last year but it's not this year is it um and what am I saying? So, yeah, it would have been a good place to test these upgrades. Obviously, we're going to Monaco next, which Monaco's not the place to test upgrades, is it? Let's be honest. Like, as tracks go to bring upgrades to, Monaco is probably not the one um, because of how close the walls are, because of how unique the characteristics of that track is. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait till Spain, the race after that, to really, I think, see the the value of <clears throat> the value of these upgrades but what i will say is that i am optimistic about monaco from a not red bull winning point of view which is ultimately as a neutral what we want to see right because we want to see some kind of competition you know if uh, leclerc and ferrari who you know the ferrari and the astons through the corners have been pretty much there with the red bull um, especially over a lap it's in other areas where the Red Bull excels and obviously they excel a lot more on the tyres in, in the race but you know if Charles can do what Charles does and put it on pole without shunting this time that would be nice Charles um, then I think a Ferrari Charles Leclerc race wing could very much be on the cards for Monaco but again again I, I just don't think you know 
is it worth I guess if you've if you've already got the upgrades made and ships then then fine you chuck them on for Monaco didn't you but I guess part of the part of the thing with Monaco is is so reliant on on driver confidence that if you're bringing upgrades to a car that could well that should change the way the car drives is it a good idea to put them upgrades on at Monaco as because also obviously you're you're much more likely to hit a wall in Monaco than you are in Catalonia so if you aren't you know, say you're really confident in your car, but then you bring an upgrade that can theoretically add a couple of tenths, but then you lose 5%, 10% confidence. A track like Monaco, where you can shunt really badly, we've seen it, we saw it with Mick Schumacher last year. Is it worth holding off the upgrades till Spain? I think that's a, I think that's a genuine um, thought process to go on there, a balancing act, I suppose. I guess it, if you think the upgrades are going to add a bunch of downfalls that you're really going to be able to exploit at Monaco, because Monaco is all about, you know, biggest front wing, you know, angle, big rear wings, maximum downfalls bolted on. <coughs> so I guess it depends on what the nature of your upgrade is, right? Um, you won't have too many spares, yeah. I, 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 I think, again, Mercedes are talking about upgrades. It just depends on... on, on on the philosophy and the the direction of the upgrade, you still get you know three practice sessions at Monaco. So it's not like it's not like you don't get any mileage. It is just a bit risky, isn't it? Um, they'll hold everything till Spain because they can benchmark the upgrades versus Monaco. Just mark the upgrades, yeah. Maybe Max. Maybe we will see. We will see. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for Ferrari for Monaco. Um, it, this would have been I'm I'm very I've got no reason to believe. Imola would not have been a Red Bull, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, 1-2, to be honest. But there you go. There you go. Um, Barcelona's a perfect place for upgrade testing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right, chat. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I mean, we've covered Imola being cancelled. What what else is there? What, what's, been, what's been going on? I'm just trying to think in terms of what's been in the kind of in the conversation at the moment what's 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 being being talked about you know um without the hiddish yes true remember yeah we are getting spain without the horrible um final corner chicane as well so i'm actually quite excited sergeant being oh yes i did see i did see someone publish this um apparently toto wolf's putting the pressure on Williams to put Mick Schumacher in that seat um, instead of Logan Sargent, which feels like a, a it's an odd one. I mean, why wouldn't they have gone... I, I guess Williams... When, when Mick was announced that he wasn't staying on, had Williams already announced Logan? Question. Because we know that Williams actually originally were going to have Piastri, weren't they? Originally, it was going to be Piat, which is weird to think. It would have been Piastri Albon at Williams, <clears throat> because Alpine were prepared to, you know, lend Williams Piastri um, until Alonso, assumingly, left Alpine and then put him in the Alpine. That was the original plan, and. Um, well, yeah, because Logan was 
Logan was announced before the season ended, but it was that was the pressure. It was like, we want Logan, but he needs the super license points. And I guess Mick would have been the backup if Logan hadn't got the super license points, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think we'll, we'll see by the end of the year, right? Williams would be... I guess in Toto's... In Toto Wolf's ideal mind, I, I, if I was Toto Wolf, I'm hopeful that Mick Schumacher can become, when Lewis Hamilton retires, George Russell's number two. Because if you want to fight for a title, and assuming Mercedes will have a car to fight for a title in 2025 or whatever, then you need a one and two. Like you, you, Red Bull can afford to let Max and Checo battle now because their car's clear. If Aston and Ferrari were right up there with Red Bull right now, they would have to be pulling team orders to to to, to prioritise one driver if they wanted to win a driver's title. That's what they'd have to do. So I think that from Total Wolf's point of view, you know, what this tells me is that he wants, you know, Mick to get the into that Williams, give him more, you know, experience in F1, because I I do think Mick's got more to give. I do. I think that, you know, he had his moments. Silverstone Austria last year were really good. And for him to, for, for that to make sense, for Toto to be pushing for him to go into the Williams to make sense to me. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Because he's not showing the, he's not showing the ability. He's not showing the the class of someone like George Russell, who is going toe to toe with Lewis and, you know, slightly outperforming him this year. Um, it's marginal, but I'd say George has got the slight edge. So, going forward, yeah. If because yeah, again, right now, if Mercedes had a top car now, they would have to pick between Hamilton and Russell. Because you can't you can't win a title when there's other teams involved with two number one drivers. You you can't do it. It just doesn't work. So um, yeah, I, I just think that, that that's what makes sense to me anyway. From the, from that point of view, why Toto might be pushing for that. But I think Logan, you know, Logan's had a Bahrain. He had a unreal first lap, didn't he? Um, he's had his stinky moments, but he also did go quicker than Alex in 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 Saudi which I think is important to remember because, you know, in dry conditions, you know, Latifi never came close to really doing that. Well, he, he did come close a couple of times, to be fair. But he, he didn't he didn't manage it. Logan did. Yeah, he went over the white line. But, I mean, that was just a bit silly. 
the pace was quicker. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 it depends how much Williams, how much Williams put on their relationship with Mercedes, I suppose, because they've been supplied by Mercedes for years, haven't they? Now, obviously, you've got Honda wanting to come in as, as a as an engine supplier. Um, potentially, you know, Cadillac down the line, I guess maybe um, GM. So does Toto? Yeah, what what? It'd be interesting to see it. If Mick does get put in instead of Logan, then that would be really interesting. Like it would be an interesting reflection of the dynamic, I guess, between them two teams. That's what I mean. Um, but yeah, Charles being crash prone. Yeah, we, we I kind of talked a little bit about Charles um, uh, oh. last week after the after the well after the last race. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's kind of he has to push hard. Um, if the Ferrari was a better car, he wouldn't have to drive on the knife edge all the time. Um, he does choose to drive on that knife edge. He could choose to drive a bit more conservatively and maybe score a few more points. But I don't think that's the driver. I, you know, you, you wouldn't say the same to Max, would you? You know, I, I, I genuinely think, because, you know, Max was playing catch up for a long time. And, you know, especially in his earlier years, he would shunt a lot. And I think when Max was playing, was when Max was playing catch up, he was more liable to a mistake. And I think that's not just reflection of Max, but I think him and Charles were two drivers who just drive on the knife edge all the time. And they drive, they drive at 100%. And sometimes you go to 100.1 and you put it in the wall. But also, you know, because... As well, you know, Max, some of Max's spin, some of Max's incidents, he hasn't gone in the wall. Like, well, Hungary, when he did that 360 pirouette, you know, credit to him for, like, keeping it together. But also, he could have quite easily gone into the wall, you know. Cheers, Lowell, for the uh, $2. 2 a.m. here in Los Angeles. Big up, big up West Coast. But again... Any um, if, if anyone else wants to super chat, then do this instead. Do this instead. Support what's uh, what's a pretty horrible situation right now in uh, in Emilia Romagna, if you can, of course, if you can. Um, do, 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 do. right. Logan deserves all the season. DeVries, on the other hand, yeah, obviously, my most recent video I've been talking about Nick DeVries. Um, there's been a lot of you know, five races in, his average finishing position is five and a half places lower than Yuki Tsunoda. Um, the points don't tell the full story, but it's, it's not been close, has it? And yeah, I, I think that if he wasn't as old and as experienced as a racing driver as he is, then he would be getting more benefit of the doubt. But unfortunately, those things are both true. So... You know, Helmut Marco said he's been given a yellow card, but not a red. And it's, it, it, it is a shame. It is a shame because, like, you know, I don't want to see anyone not succeed. But at the end of the day, like, there was always going to be more expectation with Nick. I expected more from him. You know, the amount of people who, understandably, not myself included, but and probably mainly because I, I, I do really like Yuki Tsunoda. He's one of my favourite drivers, so I would give him more benefit of the doubt. You know, the amount of people who thought Nick DeVries would probably beat Yuki Tsunoda. And, and, and again, 
I, I don't blame people for thinking that way, you know, at the start of the season. But right now, it's been nowhere near. Yes, he has out-qualified him once. Credit to Nick for that. But, yeah, it's just not good, is it? It's not It's not looking good. It needs to be a big step up from Nick, I think. It, like, a significant step up. Because, you know, I, th I think Red Bull were hoping... And look, maybe this does demonstrate what I kind of said in my video. You know, maybe it's just Yuki doing a really good job. You know, he's we say that Alpha Tauri is one of the worst cars, but then he's put it P10 or P11 in every race. And when you think we've got an established top four, that means there's only, like, that top eight is pretty much accounted for most races. So then it's only nine and ten who have points, and then P11 is, is, is Yuki. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. It, it it's a difficult reflection because it's like, yeah, how good? And you look at how much Sonoda caught up to Pierre last year. You know, still Pierre had the edge, but it's way closer than it was in Yuki's rookie season. So it's always going to be uh, that. That's why I think Ricardo would be would be a good move because then you can see Yuki against Ricardo and be like, okay, right. Ripple will, will be able to see in the data. Okay, is Daniel when I say Red Bull, I mean AlphaTauri, but you know what I mean. Um, they'll be able to see, okay, how close Ricardo's getting to the Ricardo we all know and love. Um, and then if Yuki can go on and, and match or if not outperform uh, that Daniel Ricardo, then you've got one hell of a driver on your hands, potentially. But again, benchmark is is a is the thing, isn't it? Um, chorus, definitely. Exactly. Watch my watch my previous video if you want my full breakdown on the on all of the options as well that could potentially that potentially fight Lowell as well. Who wins in a fist fight? George versus Yuki. George, of course, because George has got the range. Come on. Um, Alonso Monaco win discussed. Yeah, look, I I think I think this is a great shot for Fernando. I, I think Monaco is a really good opportunity for a non Red Bull car to win for sure because again, it's all about. It's all about qualifying, isn't it? And that's the that's the one place where Red Bull haven't looked dominant. You know, it's it's the race place. Once they get their tires up up to temperature, they are, you know, half a percent ahead, which is uh, which is significant, isn't it? Break, isn't it? Doesn't sound it, but it is. And yeah, I, I think it's a great shot for, for Fernando, for Charles, for Carlos, for, for everyone. It, it's a real opportunity, you know. I do hope that um, what like, what's it what is it going to take for for F one to you know if you cause a red flag you lose your lap like what's it going to take for that to happen because I really you know like I love Monaco qualifying when someone doesn't shunt it into the wall and ruin everyone else's lap you know what I mean like that is a little bit annoying when that happens so. Like, what's it going to take for them to change that rule? Because it, it seems to happen almost every year now at Monaco. And it's, it's kind of a bit annoying. Do you think Alfa Tauri may have issues with parts with all this happening? It's a good point, Halito. It's a good point. And obviously, again, this is the situation in Fianza at the moment. It's not good at all. And this is where Alfa Tauri is based. So... I mean, yeah, in terms of their supply chain, I would be surprised if it isn't affected somewhat, you know? I'd be very surprised if it's not affected. Um, 
But also I like to think that I like to think that other teams will do what they can to support AlphaTauri as well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's it's one big family. Yes, these are teams competing against each other, but they're all, you know, going around the same circus, all 10 teams every weekend. And, you know, I don't know what they can, what the other teams can do to help, but um, I'm sure they will do what they can. You know what I mean? Um De Vries on DTS was talking bare mad about beating you. Look, and I think again, you know, Helmut Marco before um, before Nick joined was was saying, you know, you, I'm sure he was quite saying like, I expect De Vries to be team leader or something along those lines. Don't quote me on that. I'm sure one of you knows the quote in the live chat. Um, and maybe that was just to try and kind of, you know, get in Yuki's head a bit and be like, okay, come on then. What, what do you think of that then, Yuki? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Um, but yeah, we, we will see. We will see. Is it confirmed that Daniels? No, it's not, none of it's confirmed. Um, but again, I, I I think a lot of it comes down to you know what Daniel what does what does Daniel want and how is he going to maximise his chances of getting a top seat because that's clearly what he wants. Um, yeah, one shot qualifying for Monaco. Come on, make it happen. I beg, please. That would be sick. Um, what else is there to talk about people I'm trying to think that it's been it's been pretty pretty meh in terms of in terms of the news cycle outside of uh, what's going on at the minute I, I think Alonso will get that win I think Alonso will get that win eventually but um, it's only a matter of time surely so we really needed a race, huh? Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We did need a race to give me something to talk about. Alpine and Ross's comments. Yeah, obviously, if you if you haven't seen it, um, Lauren Rossi had some some choice words for his team before um, last race, and then they ended up actually doing quite well. So I don't know. I, I mean, Lauren's only saying what we all think, which is that team is perennially under underachieving, should be doing better than it is. And, you know, like, at the end of the day, he's responsible now. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a difficult one with Alpine. I'd love to have more faith in them. I think Otmar mentioned that he was like, oh, we're actually only uh, 25 races into that 100-race plan. But I was like, how can you just keep kicking that down, can down the road? Like, you just got to accept you're like, Midfield at the minute, you are clear of you know plenty of other teams, but also you know you're not you're not knocking on the door. Just it would be really interesting to see by the end of the year. You look at the field spread after Bahrain versus the field spread at Abu Dhabi. Um, what the kind of difference would be? You know what I mean? We'll see. We will see. They'll just move the hundred race target exactly. Oh dearie me, they will indeed. Um, yeah, it's just it continue. Which is shame because I like that team. I I I like Enstone. I enjoy, it. and I really I really want an Alpine. Like the cars themselves, I think they're. I really like the Alpine. I really like the A110. Oh, have you have you all seen the new Renault 5 esque Alpine as well? Hang on, let me, let me find a nice picture of it for the uh, 
for the video viewers. Um, it's like a concept, but it looks like it's on the way to be like a, the real thing. And it looks fire. It looks absolute fire. Hang on, let me go back to main screen. Or oh, you're going to get the intro again as well because it's a great intro. Uh, let me get some pictures up of this Renault. Um, just save them. To... Oh my, a WebP file. Are you kidding? Don't do that to me. Stupid bloody thing. Right, I'm going to have to um, print screen it. Right, let's get, let's, get, let's get some lovely pics of this beautiful little Renault. It's a very pretty car. You just you deserve to see it, okay? You you all deserve it. You definitely deserve it. Right, that's 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 the front kind of core, and then let's get the the back kind of angle as well. Lovely. This is this is glorious, wonderful, beautiful. We deserve Minton. Maybe you can see Minton at the end, but I want you to look at this really nice Renault first. That's what I want. Right. Okay. Here we go. So let's get downloads. And they are the two. Lovely. Boom. Right, so we've got... Let's just move them around on screen so you can still see me. So that's the most important thing. Hello. Look at that. Oh. Oh. Oh, look at it. It's beautiful. So it's, it's an old, you know... The Renault 5 was an absolute worldie. Now, obviously, the production car will not look anything like this, but it's about time that Alpine actually floated the idea of making another car, not just the A110, you know? Not just the A110. Now, I think the square rim is sick. I love it. I think it looks so cool. This is a bit of me. This is an absolute bit of me. Come on, this is gorgeous. Nah, you can't say this is an L. How can you say this is an L? This is a beautiful thing. I love it. This is a so. This is a bit of me. Yeah, time for a poll. Actually, good shout. Um, good shout. What do you? What do you think of this Alpine Renault Five EV? And obviously, it's an EV. Banger. So is it a banger? Is it decent? Is it eh? Or is it? Das Gosteng. There we go. Tell me what you think, chat. Tell me what you... Um, actually, if I, if I go over here, and then I can put the images there and there. That frame, oh, that frames the screen a bit nicer, doesn't it? Look at that, see? I'm a live production man. That'll do. Whew. Mate, these are unreal. I won't hear any differently, okay? These are bangers. Well, this is a banger. It, it's, it's one car, but it's two angles of said car. What we're saying, 209 votes. We've got, oh, it's quite an even spread, actually, which is quite interesting. So 232, we've got, what, 17% banger, 35% decent, 30% air, and 18% disgusting. That pretty much, yeah. Which, which actually, you know what? If you're equally loved and hated, you're kind of in the perfect place, aren't you? You know? Not too big on the lights. I mean, the little square lights maybe are a bit unnecessary. 
on the front, but at the end of the day, Alpine are making more cars, hopefully, soon. Well, I mean, this probably won't hit production for about 20 years, so there you go, but this is really nice. I won't hear any different. Alpine, send me it. Send me it to test drive, please. <laughs> That's not why I'm saying I like it. I do genuinely like it, by the way. But anyway, um, yes, there we go. Boom. Right, okay, so you know what? There isn't really too much more to touch on. We've already talked about Imola. Um, again, if you want to donate, if you can donate, then feel free. Details are on screen. Um, if you want to help support the region that's been hit by these pretty horrible floods, um, the race is off, and rightly so. Um, we'll be back for Monaco. And yeah, stay safe, anyone who's out there, why anyone's affected. And. Um, on my car review channel maybe one day um yeah it's it's a it's a rubbish situation nobody wins from this but at the end of the day the right decision was made so thank you all for for tuning in um i will go grab minton because you deserve to see minton minton is here you've been sleeping mate of course he has look at how tired he looks right let's put you on my shoulder where you right you good you balanced or are you still too sleepy to balance oh big yawn there he is. Oh, you've got smelly breath, mate. Need to get give you uh give your teeth a brush. There he is. Into the miniature. Live and kicking. Well, he's not kicking, he's sleeping. Kicking in his sleep, maybe. Um right. Again, thank you all for coming. Appreciate you all taking the time. Um check out my most recent video as well, please. Um go go and watch it. And I talk about all of the potential, all the 15 drivers plus Nick who could potentially realistically be in with a shot of that AlphaTauri seat mid-season, assuming things don't improve. Hopefully they do for him, but I just don't see it. Right. Thanks, everyone. Stay well, be happy, be safe, drink water, which I haven't done on this stream. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.